Welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast with Don and Suzanne Manning. Parents, what if we could give you the power to transform your family into something absolutely amazing? A family where everyone is healthy, gets along, loves Jesus, and has great purpose in life. Hey, let us flip your thinking to unlock the power God has given you to create your own Crazy Cool Family. Hey, Crazy Cool Parents, welcome to the Crazy Cool Family Podcast. So we have been having so much fun in December with the topic of introducing your kids to the real Jesus. If we're going to have Christmas, we might as well have a real Jesus, right? Oh my goodness, yes. It's so important for our kids to understand that Jesus was not just a baby in a manger, but he actually grew up to be a man and he actually died for us. And then he came back to life for us and he paved the way for us. And so it has been an incredible series. We've got two more, one today and one next week to wrap up who is this real Jesus. Yeah, and, and that's what we started with. So if you haven't listened to the podcast, go back and listen to all of them. It'll give you just a a fresh insight on how to relate Jesus to your kids. We talked. We started talking about who Jesus is. He's a real person, and he's, uh, he's he was walked the earth and just bringing the tangible Jesus to your kids. Um, then we talked about what what is Jesus and he, what has he done for what you? What has he yeah. done for us? He what gives he? us identity. Yeah. And he tells us who we are so that we can do the things that he would have us do. Yeah. And then Macy and I did a podcast on where is Jesus? He's in my heart as a friend. And we just talked about all the places that that Jesus is and where to find him and how to find him and where to show your kids that where he is. And today is one of my very favorite because we're going to talk today about why follow Jesus. Mm, so important. So important. That... Um, it's a it's simple. It's a simple concept. We're going to give you two things that you want to sell to your kids. Yeah. And it really is selling. We we talk sometimes about in effect as parents, we're kind of running a small business, but we tend to focus on the operational things, you know, what we're going and what mm-hmm. we're doing, but we don't think about selling the concepts of life. And, and reality is life or the world is selling constantly to our kids. Yeah. They're selling them a, a false identity. They're selling to them lies and discord and disbelief that there it's, it's, it's alive and real what is being sold to our kids. Yeah, they're selling so, things like short-term pleasure. Oh yeah. They're selling instant things, gratification and things like when we die, it's over. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. that, that yeah. why, you know, eat, drink and be merry for tomorrow we die. Basically. Yes. I mean, that's kind of the world's so good. philosophy because you know, they're selling that we aren't, there's not spirituality around us that we are physical beings. We're just plasma. And it's and, all up to us and we've got to do it all. And we're alone in this world. And oh, so, so many lies. It, it actually exact makes me mad, makes me clench my <laughs> fists and go, Oh, well, and here's what happens is, is, is we as parents, believe some of those lies. So we start to, and, but Jesus says that, Hey, those who save their life are going to lose it for my mm-hmm. sake. He says that, you know, that sacrifice, it's about living with humility and forgiveness right. and all the things. But then to a kid's mind, especially when it's like, I want to eat sugar and I want to play video games and I want to do all this stuff. It's like, how do we sell the real way of life that God offers that brings the fruit of the spirit, peace, love, joy, patience, forgiveness, all that stuff. How do we sell that 
to our kids. And, and there's two concepts we want to put yeah. out to you. Yeah. And one of them is this, is that, uh, why do we follow Jesus? Right. That's the question. Right. The two right. things are because he gives us the best life now and because he gives us the best life forever. Yeah. He's life giving and he gives hope. Think about that. If you can just remember why follow Jesus, because he's life giving and he gives hope. And so those two concepts, so simple, like Don said, so simple and so important. Best life now, best life to come. And so how does he, so let's explore those things because what we want to do is equip you in this podcast or to, to be able to um, have conversations with your kids about those very two topics. How does Jesus give us our best life now versus what the world says? And then how does Jesus give us our best life forever? Exactly. So you know, when we talk about the now, so often as parents, we're, so, Suzanne talked about it being hope and life-giving and hope. Well, so often as parents, we're not selling hope. We're selling fear. Mm-hmm. Don't do this. Hey, you're going to get in trouble. Hey, you're going to get hurt. This is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, I mean, remember when you were a kid, did you want to hear that? Did you want to hear that? Because <laughs> wired inside a child is the invincible. In, I'm invincible. I can do all things. I can conquer the world. And so why is it as parents that we come in bound and determined to prove to them that they can't? Yeah. And what would it, it look like if we, pro- we if we said, yeah, you can. Right. And it's because we're fearful too. Right. And so we're afraid they're going to get hurt. So yeah. often when we're trying to sell that, that God gives us our best life now, we got to go inside us and say, that's why in yeah, our crazy cool good. family house, we talk about pursue God at the top. If we believe and if we have faith and if we believe in the way of life that God shows us, then we will share that more with our kids. And, but it's still hard because we are fearful of what's going to happen to our kids and we want to protect them and protection is a good thing but right right but um you know um we, so we many times we got to ask ourselves the question what do we believe and then we can start to uh, expound on that belief to our kids let me give you a scripture ephesians 1 17 says i pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you the riches of his glorious inheritance for all the saints and his incomparably great power for us who believe listen to this that power the power he gives us is the same as the mighty strength he exalted when he raised christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms okay what words, Suzanne, what words did you hear in that scripture that we would sell to our kids? Oh, yeah. And so I think, I mean, the one that stands out is power, incomparable great power. The power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ. And so this world is constantly telling our kids that they need to have power. But the way that they get this power is by stepping on top of somebody, conquering somebody, defeating somebody, taking somebody else down. They learn it very young when they start making fun of each other or bullying each other and and doing those things. It's not life-giving at all. It's actually death. They're, They're spreading death if they do it as the world says. And so that's what I just absolutely love about it is that there's this supernatural power that we're given. Um, and also, in, in addition, it talks about things like riches and inheritance oh, yes. that we have, that we are, in effect, tell your children, look, 
you are mighty warriors. You are kings. Right. You have been given authority on earth through the supernatural power of God, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. And you can you just hear it versus now be careful. Don't do that. Right, Watch right, out. Right. You know, the world's going to hurt you. No, we walk in power. We walk in faith. We walk in love. We walk in hope. Well, and even the like the you just listed all the riches. And so the world defines riches as things and possessions, but you just define them as hope, life. I mean, all the, the things that that's what riches are. And we need to make sure that our children understand that that no, this is what riches mean. So for example, a kid is, is making fun of them. Well, our identity in Christ tells us something different. Right. So you walk in power because that child that's making fun of you doesn't have any control over you. He doesn't have any power over you. Why? Because God has power in your life. I mean, those are the ways that you, why would you, you know, for example, you know, if, if we teach them about how to love others rather than to want to control or dominate them, yeah. because that's going to bring about our best life. Um, you know, so often that we are selling the world, as Suzanne was saying, is going to be constantly barraging our kids with things that tell them they're not good enough. They're not smart enough. They're not enough of whatever. And, mm, and, they, and, and they need to pursue short-term pleasures mm -hmm. and that's what you fight is you know it, it may be that from when they're three that that piece of candy they want mm -hmm. to uh, i don't want to quit playing because i need to take a bath mm -hmm. to teenagers and alcohol and well, sexual technology things and technology and, yeah, and all those things all the things that they're exposed to from this from this world and what this world has to offer and so it goes back to we have to understand that he gives us the best life and he gives it right now currently in the minutes that we're living here on earth. Because when they follow God's ways, they will walk in confidence. Mm -hmm. When they follow God's ways, they will be able to be filled with love instead of fear and hate or jealousy or whatever those negative mm -hmm. emotions are. You know, when they walk in, in faith, they will be able to have a better attitude and they won't be, they won't need to self-harm or do any things that may, you right. know, to, to try to, they, they have a great self-image because God loves them. Do you, parents, do you see what we're trying to get to you here is you're always selling this because the world is pushing against you all the mm -hmm. time. And when you are characterized by selling fear and the, and avoiding the negative, then it's really not a good sale to your kids. Right. Yeah. Nobody wants to sign up and do something that there's fear based around. Nobody wants to say, yeah, I want to follow a God that's going to yell and scream at me and zap me if I do something wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> or, you know, a God that's going to, you know, all, so often right now, um, in, in fact, we, I was talking with a couple last night and, you know, in colleges, the number one problem they're having right now is anxiety. Mm -hmm. And it and it's because the kids have been sheltered and protected and trying to avoid fear all their lives. And then when they get to the real world, 
they're not equipped to handle, handle it. it. Yeah. And, and they've been so sheltered and protected that, um, that they're, and they get really anxious about it. Well, guess what? When we teach our kids to walk in hope and, and the riches and inheritance and power and they... Well, in following Jesus, if you think about that, if you can imagine that if we're teaching them to follow Jesus, which is the best thing, then what we're doing is we're putting Jesus in front of them and he's going before them into every situation. And so many times as parents, we step in that role of Jesus and we're clearing the path. We're clearing the hurdles so that our kids don't have problems and we don't, they don't have anything in the name of protecting them from anxiety. But reality is if we will remove ourselves and put Jesus there and they follow Jesus, then Jesus is going to open the door through the conflict. He's not going to remove the conflict. He's just going to give them their best option in the conflict. And then when they get through the, the, the conflict or whatever the problem is, when they get through that, then they feel like they're a success and they're a winner and that them and Jesus have battled together and they won. And that's what we're giving our kids. Suzanne, you've done such a good job over the years of um, when the kids would face a situation, you would say, oh my goodness, we can, we can handle that. We have the creator of the universe <laughs> on our side. <laughs> you remember? And, 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 you, and they would, and they, all of a sudden you just see them go, yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, let's go. You know, and yeah. so. Um, and, you know, I mean, just, that's pretty powerful if you think about it. The creator of the universe who created the stars and, <laughs> and every animal. I'm like, if the, if the person that created the elephant and the giraffe, you know, clever, yeah. outside-the-box animals, he has the answer to this. Let's just ask you. Yeah, and, so and, funny. and that verse says it. That power is the same <sighs> as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons that we follow Jesus. He's... God raised him from the dead. He, he is, it is the central event of our faith. You know, when you're talking about why do we follow Jesus? Because he forgave our sins. He, re, he was resurrected from the dead. All those things that happened in the, in the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, the central event of our Christian faith. And, and it leads to yeah. um, the second part of it. So have we hammered home enough about <laughs> exactly. selling the best he gives, life? He gives you your best life now. Yes. And, 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 there, <laughs> and he gives you without him. power to overcome anything yes. and yes. faith and hope and all that. But he also gives us the best life forever. When Jesus died and rose from the dead and conquered sin, when we trust in him, we get heaven. And, you know, you think, okay, how does heaven relate to a four-year-old or to a seven-year-old? But you know what? Heaven gives us hope. But when, mm-hmm. when our eternal mm-hmm. destiny is secure, mm-hmm. when we know what happens, because even though a kid may not understand death, they, they still have a fear of it and they still have a, a, a knowledge of it. Right. But when we... Well, it's the well, unknown, actually. The death is the is the the great frontier of the unknown. And so when you can take the mystery of the unknown and define it, oh, no, no, there's an eternity. Oh, no, it's with Jesus. Mm-hmm. No, you're going to be in heaven. No, you're going to be with the angels. You're going to worship. You're going to, when you can define that for your children, then there's almost this stability that sets in this, this underlying stability that helps them, us to realize, oh, I'm anchored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it makes the world not seem so scary. So right, and because it, it, because then because what it does is it puts the world into perspective. Well, oh, think it about, doesn't matter. Think about this example: if we have a stable marriage, then it gives our kids security. If 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 right. a kid knows mom and dad are going to be there and they're not going to leave, 
that builds confidence and it builds their life. It builds a stable life. It's the same thing with heaven. It's a similar thing with heaven, I should say, because if they know what happens, if they know that no matter what they're taken care of, now they operate from a place of stability, Mm -hmm. a place of confidence, a place of hope. Right. And 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 fear is removed. The sting of death is removed because the answer is forever with Jesus. Yeah. In John 14, Jesus is getting his disciples ready for him to leave. In John 14, 15, 16, I think maybe in 17, he, um, it's like his last speech with his disciples. And so he, he's going to be crucified. He knows this and um, he's talking to him. And the first thing he tells him, he, the first thing he tells him in chapter 14, verse one, he says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Mm-hmm. And isn't that what we mm-hmm. want to say to our kids? About everything. Yes. Hey, little <laughs> and guy. And we want to fix yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. We just yeah. want to say, hey, little guy, come here. Yeah. Hey, don't be troubled. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, we got this. We're going to, you know, and everything's going to, we want to tell them all the time. How many times do we tell them? Hey, everything's going to be okay. I yeah. know yeah. this world looks scary and I know everything is, is looking pretty harsh sometimes, but it's going to be okay. And that's what Jesus says to him. He says, do not let your hearts be troubled. He says, believe in God, also believe in me. And isn't mm-hmm. that the key? That, that what we want to do is, is, is sell them on believing in God and his ways and believing in Jesus. And he says, introducing them to the real Jesus. That's yeah, what we're doing. That's right. And he says, and so in this case, the first thing he tells us is about heaven. Mm-hmm. And I think as parents, as people, we neglect the concept of heaven, that God talks about heaven a lot in the New Testament. And he wants us to, to understand that, hey, this is not all there is. Right. And he says, um, he says, my father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me so that you may also be where I am. So heaven is this real place mm-hmm. that we're going to. We're going to, we're not just going to play harps and, and we are going to be there. I think, Sing kumbaya. I, think that, I think sometimes we need to, I think discussions about heaven are good things to have. What's heaven going to be like? Right. What, what are we going to do there? You know, when Jesus came back, he was a physical person. Mm-hmm. He ate, he walked, mm-hmm. he, you know, he shared things with his disciples. He built a fire with them. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? Mm-hmm. He did all those things. We're, we're cooked. We're, yes. <laughs> he's going to do things in heaven. We're, we're going to do things in heaven and we're going to worship God. But the cool deal is, is we're going to have the elimination of sin. Right. Oh, all that baggage, all that stuff, all the stuff that bogs us down, our insecurities and our lack of identity, all that's going to be gone because our eyes are going to be on Jesus. And it's going to, all the distractions of this world will be gone and we'll get to look at him completely and totally. That's what excites me the most about heaven is that all the things that are weights that wear me down here, whether it's the physical exhaustion or the emotional battles in my head or that the spiritual aching and yearning, all that satisfied by just being in the presence of God. And so, so many times my kids will say, you know, mom, is there, is there, um, sadness in heaven or is there, you know, well, I see my grandparents in heaven and I, and I always answer that with, I don't know, but I do know that Jesus is there and we're going to be, get to be in his presence. Mm -hmm. We're going to get to be fully and totally with him. And so everything else that feels concerning in this world won't be when we're in heaven. And for me, uh, that's true. And another thing, it makes me think about my short-term sacrifices are worth it. 
Right. Because, it, but sometimes we think in the finite world, man, it's hard to see sometimes that these short-term sacrifices are worth it, uh, that I'm going to turn the other cheek or I'm going to, you know, not, I'm going to pursue the things of God versus the things of the world. I'm not going to pursue riches or whatever that is. I'm not going to buy that new car or -hmm, whatever it mm -hmm, is, but then mm -hmm. I'm going to give to this organization rather than buy this or whatever. But when I think about I'm laying up treasures in heaven, then that gives me a longer term perspective. And I think we can teach our children that too, that that's one of the reasons I think that God wants us to have a vision of heaven in our lives. It's, it's a real place and we're going there. And again, it comes down to, Hey parents, what do you believe? And what are you going to share? Because what you believe is going to also influence what you share with your kids and their beliefs. Right. And, and you know, it's, and it's okay too to talk about, you know, I struggle with that belief. Or I struggle, you know, I really want to go buy that car mm-hmm. or, or I, maybe, maybe, you know, um, or I feel guilty about this or something like that, because those are great discussions too. Well, and I, um, I mean, I, I, I do not fully understand heaven and I, I honestly, I don't know that I will on this side of heaven fully understand it. Um, we see in the mirror dimly is what I think of, but there was a season after my mom died that I studied heaven and I tried to understand it a little bit more. And there's tons of books out there. There's tons of information out there where people have gone on that journey to understand more about heaven. And so if that is a place where you are, that you don't understand the best life forever, which is what we're talking about about, then just look into it a little bit more and build your faith in that area so that it can pour out of you into your kids. Because that's what our goal is, is to fortify us and build us up for us as parents to understand that we're living our best life now and we've got our best life to come. Mm -hmm. And what's it going to take for us as parents to believe that and to see that so that our kids will then, because, you know, they're following us, even though we're wanting them to follow Jesus at some point in time, like I said, you're going to step out of the way and they're going to follow Jesus as you continue to point them to Jesus. But if we're not understanding, then we can't begin to show them what to do and where to go. Yeah. There's a book uh, by a guy named Randy Alcorn called heaven. And it's just, you know, he goes through and he says, what does the scripture talk about with heaven? It's a, it's a older book, maybe 20 years old, but, um, cause great, we're old. <laughs> yeah, great. Great. I'm uh, sure there's a newer one out there, but that's the but, one we use. There, there, that's one I was just looking at last night as I was looking at heaven. And, and, um, you know, one of the things he mentioned in that book was, uh, in CS Lewis and the Chronicles of Narnia, they are going into heaven in effect in the book. I'll, I'll butcher the explanation of it, but basically it was just that they, they said, Hey, this looks like the world I came from, Narnia, but it's different mm-hmm. and it's real. There's a realness mm-hmm. to it. And, and I think what they said was, is that I have glimpses of what from this world of what I had in the past, but it, it's what I was always looking for. Mm-hmm. And so it's, yeah, that's it's exactly how I picture it. And, and so just, so, and what Suzanne and I have done is we have gone and did a little homework, read, you know, read a little bit or whatever, and so that we can share concepts with our kids. And that's what really what both of these as we as we kind of move into the well, you know, um, before we move into the wrap up, I, I, I forgot one thing I was thinking about is that, you know, when 
you can be do this too much because like remember yeah, we, we sold heaven too much to <laughs> Madeline, <laughs> our second child. So she was, um, she was, actually though, I mean, we sold it too much to her, but I just think even as an infant, she had such a hard time. And I would just think she's just having a hard time transitioning from heaven to earth. And so she's always had a little desire in her heart to be back to heaven, yeah. you know, to go back to so heaven. So like late high school, wasn't it like, kind of like late high school, early college, we yeah. had to kind of like start, Hey Madeline, the life on earth is good. No. And then God, God has a plan for you and a purpose. That's what we had to say. No, no, no. He's got a he's got a goal for you. He's your your the, your days are numbered. They're in his hands. You're going to get to enjoy heaven for eternity, but your time here on earth He's, he, this is where you need to spend she would your like energy just, and your passion. You know, we would be talking about a mission trip or somewhere, and you know, maybe it was dangerous or whatever. She's like, oh, it doesn't matter. You know, whatever. <laughs> if I, I die, know. I'm going to go to heaven. Yeah. That's better anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. yeah. Well, so we had, so um, it was just funny because she, um, and you know, she matured through it. And, right. and, um, well, I think the call to be a mom really pulled her through, you know, okay, I want to experience that first and then I'll go to heaven. Yeah. <laughs> I want to share the, the love of Jesus to everyone, starting with my own offspring. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, as we wrap up this wonderful podcast, I love the concept of this. I love uh, teaching parents to inspire their kids to follow Jesus. Yes, we that, have that, to do it, parents. We're the ones. We have to do it. They're not getting it anywhere else, especially now with churches closed and them or them not having Sunday school for kids and they're not having classes for kids. They're just not getting it, and it, so we have to we have to show them. And think about you know the best thing, one of the best things you can do for your kids is to connect with them and inspire them to follow Jesus. Yeah. That's what, you know, it's instead of thinking about the best thing I can do is protect them. The best thing I can do is to guard them. You know, that's, that's true. Those things are true. We're talking about an emphasis here of selling the good things of selling the, what the way of life of Jesus. I just thought about this. Okay. So when you've got a small child, whatever, kindergarten, three years old, maybe you teach your child your name, you know, so that in the store, if they get lost, they don't yell mom, they yell Suzanne. You teach your child. So you teach them the name of Jesus. You teach them your phone number so that they can get in touch with you. My kids knew my phone number from the, and Don's phone number from the moment that we had their home number. We knew that you teach them their address so that they know where home is. That's what we're talking about. Why follow Jesus? We are teaching them the things of Jesus, that Jesus is good, that he's for them, that he gives them the power that Ephesians talks about. We're talking about those things so that as parents, as we're telling them to our kids, we're empowering them with the tools that they need to succeed in this life and to have a life to come. Yeah. And it gives them this point to look yes, at all the time yes. that, that no or, matter what happens, yes. my hope my anchor, my anchor, life, yeah. everything's in Jesus. And, and it's, and it's good. It's not somebody who's going to, uh, get on to me. I'm going to look to him for hope and for faith and for power to overcome anything. Yep. So parents, that's why you follow Jesus. Yep. Can you see how we're building? Yeah. You know, Jesus is a real person. He gives us identity he builds that, that building block. And then he's our friend. And then now we're inspired to follow him because he gives us our best life now and he gives us our best life in the future. Yep. So happy trails, parents. <laughs> happy, trails. happy following. Happy, happy trails. <laughs> trail of Jesus. Teaching your kids to follow Jesus. See you next time. Go be crazy parents. Crazycoolfamily.com.